Digitally Yours Podcast, Episode 1. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Digital Yours Podcast, the podcast series that brings you an in-depth look into the digital landscape in North Africa. In the second season, we chose to focus on e-gov and civic death through what we call a Beyond the Hype Loop. It's a reality check to discuss challenges, spot opportunities, and look into the way forward. Different stakeholders started using technology more and more over the last decade, and civil society is no different. In the region as well, civil society started using more technology to reach to citizens, have further participation and also engage and leverage their work. In this episode, we'll be focusing on the Libyan context, how civil society in Libya use technology to spread their messages, but also how they developed it and promoted solutions based on technology in their civic work. We have with us Amshad Badr, who is an active member of the Libyan civil society. And with Amshad, we'll be discussing challenges he faced in launching initiatives using technology, but also questions like sustainability, what opportunities are existing, and everything related to the Libyan context. Stay tuned to know more. So over the last decade, our region has been going through a turmoil of changes of all nature, uh, economic, political, societal, you name it. And many young people in the region chose to get involved in civil society, actually, maybe in the hopes to influence or why not even contribute to a positive change. That was also your choice, Amshad, but you actually had a particular focus on technology. So tell us more about your experience over this last decade and how was it? All right. So uh, with all circumstances and rapid changes in Libya, um, it's a bit hard to summarize, you know, the, the 10 years journey in a few minutes. But uh, in 2013, uh, based on our beliefs and the concept of technology as uh, an enabler and a solution for several issues uh, Libya faced at that time, my colleagues and I uh, at Computer Engineering Department, we founded a nonprofit organization. Uh, it might be the first of its kind in Libya, which is concerned with uh, technological development or what we call uh, ICT for the ICT for development. So uh, since that time, uh, we at HICSA worked to foster the uh, innovation and entrepreneurship culture in Libya, building tech communities at the backbone for Libya's uh, digital transformation and development. Uh, we at HICSA focused on uh, uh, three main areas. Uh, the innovation and education, which covers uh, STEM, uh, entrepreneurial uh, economy, which covers the knowledge-based economy, and um, the last but not least, you know, the uh, governance and civic engagement. So it covers the digital civic engagement and the citizen uh, digital citizenship, fake news, media literacy. Um, I believe the first uh, uh, the first reason uh, the, the first season you already interviewed uh, Jihad, uh, the project officer of Anir, and uh, uh, one of our initiatives specialized in digital rights and awareness and support. Uh, however, after uh, I handed over my responsibilities and, uh, to the new board in 2018, I changed my approach to tackle the digital transformation in Libya. 
where Hexa Connection uh, has, you know, this uh, bottom-up approach. So and I decided that uh, uh, we need someone from the top-down approach, you know, working closely with the government and ad advocating for the cause. So we meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, so the last, uh, yeah, uh, and after, you know, some experiences with uh, uh, working, you know, in consultancy and uh, uh, for uh, governmental organizations and the private sector, um, the last year I decided to invest more into uh, this by starting my uh, master's degree in public uh, uh, sector innovation and governance at QU Leuven in Belgium. So uh, this is, you know, the, the last seven or eight years. Uh, and, you know, and a quick summary. Uh, yeah, the start of this uh, involvement in the civic, uh, you know, in civil society was uh, a bit of a coincidence. You know, my friends and I, we thinking, yeah, we should do something. We, we know this is a solution, so we need to utilize it. So let's just start now. And that's, uh, that's what uh, brought us here. Wow, that's already a lot for 10 years, and that's a very, very busy decade. So, Amjad, how would you describe the current status of civic tech in Libya from, you know, the perspective as someone who was very active in the field? Okay, um, you know, because it, let's say for the, the last two years, you know, especially with this COVID pandemic and what's so-called the new normal, you know, people started relying more on technology in general and social media in particular. Uh, we witnessed that, you know, digital prot uh, protesting and uh, a more proper use of social media for advocacy and political uh, uh, civic engagement, uh, you know, in the region. And Libya is not a different. Uh, uh, Libyans, especially the civil society, use th those platforms, you know, to advocate for their uh, causes. But um, when you when you zoom out, uh, you know, away from this uh, civic engagement part, you see that the the the, uh, the ecosystem, the the tech ecosystem in general, is is a bit weak, you know, because when we say technology, it's not only the social media platforms. Where, which you know uh, most of the, the actors are relying on. Okay, if you directly when you say technology, oh Facebook, no, it's not only Facebook. There's more things behind that. Uh, so in general, the, the ecosystem. When you when you say ecosystem, we say the the education part of the technological transformation is weak. The uh, the regulations that uh, regulate you know most of this equipments, uh, hardware and software uh, are, are not there, especially in Libya, you know. Uh, the the lack of uh, proper laws covering, you know, the privacy, uh, cybersecurity issues and uh, intellectual properties, etc. is not there. So uh, it, it's, it's a bit hard to describe it, but, you know, it's, uh, it's still... You know, yeah, we are in the 2022, but it, we can say it's uh, Libya has just entered the, the era of uh, di digital uh, transformation or the era of digital, you know. So, I'm sure you already actually mentioned this, but let's dive a bit deeper. So, sometimes when we speak about technology or simply uh, mention digital transformation, etc., some people would see it as a mismatch, I would say, with our local context. But I saw that you actually mentioned that technology could be a tool for further inclusion in the North African region. How is that? Yeah, but, you know, first of all, I, I don't know why um, or from where uh, we inherited this culture, you know, that um, we always underestimated our capacities. But, uh, you know, uh, for me, I, you know, with the old numbers, uh, no, I'm, I'm coming from engineering background, so I, yeah. I deal more with numbers. So the, the mobile penetration rate in Libya is raising the quality 
quality of internet is raising and getting better. Um, you know, with, we need just uh, some of proper awareness and education. You know, mm-hmm. with the, with the proper awareness and education, technology might be the the, the best. You know, for more uh, the best tool for more social uh, inclusion. Let's say. Um, me myself, you know, I see technology as an enabler. So it's a tool that we use uh, to, uh, you know, for uh, for a process. We make it digitized. We transform the, the process itself to achieve a goal. You know, the issue we are facing is yeah, uh, some people or the most of them see it as a goal. Technology itself, you, you know, using technology is the goal, but no, it's, it's, it's never the case. When we change this mindset, you know, uh, we can benefit of uh, of the technology and its uh, solutions. You know, uh, we we already witnessed some successful stories in the last uh, few years in Libya. You know, a technology provided uh, uh, huge opportunities for the vulnerable peer, uh, groups in Libya, uh, not only locally but internationally. You know, you you are. Yeah, it's cliche, but you know, people say that this uh, internet makes the, the the world a small city. But this is the reality, and the opportunities are raising. You know, it's not you are you are not only depending on something in your town or your city, but you know, with this communication, the telecommunication and the other tools, uh, technology in general provides, it opens other perspectives for you so you can do something and and and, and you know the other part of, of the world so the, the the only thing we need is more you know coordination uh, education and changing those mindsets and uh, uh, things would be better well i highly appreciate that you actually mentioned that even when we look into numbers we need to look to different numbers or context but even like it's not only just north africa it's also like the african region and general the mina in general uh, sometimes different uh, indicators uh, apply to different contexts so uh, another question i would love to ask you amshad is around one of your blog posts you spoke about a challenge let's say or maybe a huge issue that is usually not spoken about openly let's say which is the issue of sustainability so Sustainability can be a huge obstacle for locally developed civic tech solutions, and we need to speak about it uh, more. So tell us a little bit, what are your thoughts on this point? Yeah, uh, I believe sustainability is considered as one of the main barriers for nonprofit organizations, especially, you know, when your organization is different. Uh, we like at Hixa, you know, uh, we like to call it uh, or or we like to call Hexa as a, a vision-driven organization. So uh, we don't. Um, we we did our best for the last you know few years to focus on our goals uh, and uh, mission. Uh, this made it hard to us to to finance the organization you know based on the international donations or funding. Uh, you know, five years ago, uh, when you go to anyone of those donors uh, in the region and tell them about ICT4D, you know, information and communication technology for development uh, or technology itself, they won't take you seriously. The concept itself, you know, was new and they are not aware of it. You know, some of them just, you know, know, uh, told me or said to me that, are you kidding us? I'm sure technology and Libya doesn't mix. But when you, when they realize our passion, you know, about the cause and our activity, etc., they advise us to go more classic and uh, ensure, you know, and they will ensure the funding. But no, we didn't. 
as I told you, uh, we try to, to stay and focus and be a, uh, a vision-driven organization as we, uh, we want, you know. So uh, for that, we tried several methods. Uh, uh, we reached out to the uh, telecom community in Libya and the technological community in general, and uh, especially the, the large enterprises. Uh, you know, they, they have this corporate social responsibility and uh, they were uh, very welcoming. You know, most, most of them uh, led by, uh, you know, uh, telecom engineers or computer engineers, etc. So when we, say when we say technology, they understand in a way or another. Uh, we also uh, rely, uh, relied on the uh, self-funding events, you know, uh, which uh, uh, was uh, very successful uh, in, the, in the first few years. And uh, in 2017, uh, we had launched our tech startup, uh, which, which uh, helped the organization to finance uh, the main expenses and uh, stop relying on the donation and the international funding. So we started to uh, develop, uh, you know, applications, uh, uh, softwares, etc., to the uh, to to the normal users, to uh, to the to the customers, to the business, to the private businesses in Libya. So uh, we take you know the profit and uh, take it back to the, the organization to finance that and uh, go on. Well, something for sure is now no one can actually ignore the impact of technology, whether on the political events, but also on the social economic impacts it has. And as you said, we actually had in the first season of the Digital Arts podcast an emphasis on the impact of the COVID-19 on the digital landscape. And we had actually people come and explore and discuss the challenges when it comes to misinformation, what impacts it had, etc. And I would advise our um, listeners to go to those episodes episodes you mentioned, the one of Anir with Jihad as well. So yeah, if you want to know more about that, you know, you can always check the digitallyourspodcast.com. So to go back a little bit into one of, let's say, the thoughts you already uh, mentioned, uh, Amshad, the idea is, would a legal framework or let's say put in some legal text help the Libyan context move forward in adopting technology or maybe trust in it? Uh, yeah, uh, always, you know, having a, a frameworks helps. Uh, this is in general, this is, this is the, the, yeah. the, uh, the, the rule. But, uh, you know, after having the, the, the legal framework, it, it needs to be updated. You know, uh, when it comes to technology, always the legal uh, frameworks or the, or the laws are a bit behind the, the technological, uh, you know, advancement. So uh, we need to... And the current situation in Libya, you know, technology is uh, somewhere in 2022, but the laws are still behind, you know, back back then. Uh, yeah, uh, we are trying. Uh, we tried several times uh, in the last few years, but uh, we didn't success because of the, the political uh, instability in the country. But we uh, rely on the, uh, you know, uh, the new government and the... Uh, we hope so that the new parliament to, to focus more on providing uh, the, the proper uh, uh, legal infrastructure for the uh, technology in general, telecommunication, and sure, supporting the innovation of the country. Yeah. Speaking of the future, how do you see governments and civil society, let's say, further using technology to engage in a better way with citizens and hopefully serve Libyans? And another question, of course, is like, what are your hopes for the future and maybe for the upcoming year of 2022 for the uh, civic tech landscape in the region and in Libya specifically? Okay, uh, for 
uh, we, we, we future starts today and uh, when we see uh, what's happening today the government and the public sector as i believe they don't see technology as an enabler yet it's uh, their use of technology is limited for to to somewhat processing and uh, archiving you know and then the other hand, and also the uh, the success of governments in the last 15 years, they tried to kick off the digital transformation uh, in the country, but they failed due to several reasons. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we can see the the um, uh, the uh, contrast contrast in the civil society uh, when it comes to use of technology. You know, it depends. It's different, and it depends from the uh, organization to to, uh, to other organization based on their mandates and goals. You know, and um, their location, etc. Many factors uh, plays a huge role in this uh, use. You know, but unfortunately, the majority of all organizations, both sectors, focus only on the on the leaf, you know, uh, and technology. You know, well, back to the same uh, uh, dilemma: technology is Facebook, which is not, uh, and the social media, which is not. However, uh, as I told you, the future starts today, and we need to foster all efforts to help building um, the digital ecosystem in Libya. You know, all stakeholders must sit together and start formulating the uh, a strategy, let's say, uh, uh, you know, a, a roadmap for the digital transformation. Government, academia, civil society and private sector, all, you know, stakeholders should be involved in this uh, strategy. Uh, years ago, the government itself tried to do, uh, to do some but they failed. Uh, the uh, civil society in the last few years, they they are working, but you know it's limited. Uh, the uh, academia and universities are, uh, you know, are a part of this uh, uh, trans transformation, which is not because uh, you know, as I told you, we need the backbone. The backbone is a human capital, the human resources, people who know how to use this technology to achieve the goals. So uh, it's it's a bit complicated, but we need to start today. Uh, if you want to do something uh, for the future. Yes, the future starts today. That's a great quote, but also a great message to, to have and to end our episode on. So a very last thing, Amshad, uh, where can our audience find you on the internet? Well, I'm, uh, I'm available everywhere, but Facebook. <laughs> so uh, you can find me LinkedIn and Twitter uh, or at uh, uh, sure, sure, we will share the, the, the user uh, uh, names later, but abshwedi at abshwedi everywhere. And also in my humble blog, uh, gm.ly, also the links should, will be provided, right? So on this positive note, we come to the end of our episode of the Digital Yours podcast. Don't forget to check our show notes to find links mentioned in this episode, but also to access our website, digitalyourspodcast.com, where you may find transcripts, but also summaries of all episodes in Arabic, French, and English. Thank you for listening. This project is brought to you by Technoloxia Group, technical partner, Wild Tunes Production. This project has been carried out in the context of the African Digital Rights Fund, provided by the collaboration on international ICT policy for Eastern and Southern Africa. Mm -hmm.